What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, June 16th, 2016, and you guys are listening to episode 262. How the hell is everybody doing? I hope everybody had a great time in between shows. Uh, again, like to do the show on Wednesday night and have it first thing Thursday, but uh, what can I say? I guess it's a good thing. I've been working l- late on Wednesday nights, um, So, uh, but this will be out on Thursday like it's like it's been, um, and I have a great show for you guys today, a lot of stuff to talk about, of course, the uh, unfortunate events in Orlando, uh, in Orlando, Florida, with that uh, just awful mass shooting, I believe one of the, the, the biggest, I think it's the biggest mass shooting in U.S. history, which is uh, absolutely brutal and terrifying, knowing that uh, innocent people who are just out wanting to have a good time uh, can have s- such an awful tragedy happen. So, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, I, you know, I got to address that, but I definitely have my take and, and, and things that I want to say about that. Um, you know, so I'll have my unacceptable, your guys unacceptable, of course, sports, the Ca- Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors are going game six tonight. Uh, Cleveland actually put themselves in a position after a horrible start to the series to force a game seven if they could win tonight. And they are in Cleveland, so um, you know they played really good uh, last uh, last game in Game Five to get back home to Cleveland for a Game Six. So now they try to make a Game Seven in Golden State. So tonight should be interesting. Definitely going to talk about that and the performances, um, and just a lot of cool stuff. Also, I was uh, want to talk about my weekend at, in um, Chicopee, Mass, at uh, the new uh, Cabot Comedy Club, which I love. So uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. But first, as always. The uh, Verzi Effect podcast uh, has to shout out the sponsors. Um, Of course, GonzoFame.com. Go to GonzoFame.com for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today, of tomorrow, up-and-coming comedians, uh, comedians, uh, recent ones, Big J Okerson. I did one on there. Joe Matarese, Joe Bartnick, my buddy Nori Davis, Doug Stanhope. Um, You know, just so many amazing comedians. Hannibal Burris, guys that you could, uh, you know, just learn a lot about if you are a comedy nerd. Uh, Dave Gabry out there in Chicago does a great job. Funny comedian himself. So check out GonzoFame.com. Uh, I am pushing you to every fucking comedy nerd shit you could ever want. All right? And if you listen to my podcast, that means you're really into comedy. Uh, also, um, I got a couple of new sponsors, which I'm, I'm really thrilled about. Uh, the show is growing, and it's growing because of you guys. But as always, I always want to have uh, a service and a sponsor on here that um, you know I can relate to with something that I, you know, basically, you know, think is a great pair, a great fit with uh, you know TVE, you know, uh, things that uh, like oh my god, yeah, that's what I do, and I love what these people do, and let's work together. And uh, that's why I linked up with uh, City Living Dog because, you, as you guys know, I have uh, you know the new puppy Lloyd. Uh, CityLivingDog.com, City Living Dog Services, and Coach Mike, who does an excellent job. The guy's one of the best dog trainers in the country. Uh, I saw, I saw what he did with these animals, and he just uh, you know what he does is uh, he brings uh, people and their dog, uh, you know, brings people and their dogs together. Through uh, confidence, patience, and consistency, you know, he's just and he just helps with behavioral stuff. You know, examples of when the dog is aggressive, um, you know, possessive behavior, barking, growling, separation anxiety, house training, you know, marking, digging, problems taking a bath, getting the nails trimmed, all the grooming, nipping, biting, inappropriate chewing, all that shit, unruly, destructive behavior in the house. 
Um, dogs going nuts in the yard or in the car, social skills, leash manners, problem at the vet and groomers and friends' houses, park, etc. All that stuff. Coach Mike and City Living Dog. Uh, this guy just is the best. You can go to citylivingdog.com and see all the pictures, videos, um, you know, services, testimonials. You could go to his Instagram, his YouTube page, which you could see. I mean, you could see what this guy's doing. Um, and, and Facebook and all that. So City Living Dog, please go to it. I'm going to be uh, linking up with him at my house to do some uh, more work with Lloyd on uh, certain things that our puppy still needs to work on. So please, uh, you know, definitely, definitely check that out. If you're in that area or if you just want to see, please check out Coach Mike and CityLivingDog.com. Um, uh, and another thing that I'm really happy about is an, uh, we got an, another new sponsor, which is uh, excellent because uh, this one is definitely another thing that just fits perfect with uh, what we're doing here, uh, what I do on the podcast, which is, um, you know, drinking. I drink a lot on the show. I drink seltzers. I drink lemonades. I drink iced teas, all kinds of stuff. Try to be as healthy as possible. And I recently linked up with uh, Drink More Good. And what Drink More Good is, is um, it's a product that it's handcrafted syrups and mixers um, from all real organic ingredients, hand-crushed herbs and spices, fresh organic ginger, fresh organic citrus. Um, you could mix it with like seltzer and, um, you know, it's got a, uh, at a one to 10 ratio of syrup to seltzer, uh, for a healthier version of a soda, or you can just dip it in as you like put as much in as you choose. If you want it very light, you don't want it too sweet. You just want the flavor. You can do that. There's no preservatives. There's not, uh, there's no, um, high fusion corn syrup. Nothing is artificial. Okay. You just get it and, and you could, you just go, you know, as you please. They, there's cocktail recipes on the side of every bottle. Um, it's just, it's just an amazing, amazing product. And the cool thing about these guys is, uh, and you could check it out. Please check it out. Go to drinkmoregood.com. Um, you can purchase them there. And uh, if you use the discount code um, GOODMAKER, you'll get 20% off. Also, tell them that TVE uh, and the Verzi Effect sent you there. Okay, and these guys are so cool. What they do is they do a mission. In three years, they've raised over 26000 for their um, for their nonprofit partner, uh, generosity.org and have funded five water wells through Ghana, Uganda, and Haiti. Uh, you know, so it's it, like, it's just, these guys, it's about health. It's about, you know, drinking good stuff that tastes delicious with all real, natural, organic stuff. Like me, I'm a ginger ale and citrus nut. Those are the two things that like, and if I could get that in a healthier, non-bullshit, you know, non-corn syrup, all that shit way, then I'm all about it. So please read up on it, check up on it. It's it's really awesome what they do. You know, anytime you're drinking something and you know what you're putting into your body is organic and it's not just all that artificial shit, it's just way better, you know. And these things you can even cook with. You could cook with using the syrups, you know, in uh, marinades and glazes and baking and all that stuff. So please check out drinkmoregood.com and uh, enjoy and tell them that the Verzi Effect sent you and put in Goodmaker for 20% off. And of course, guys, always all things comedy. want to thank them for uh, being the home of the Verzi Effect podcast. Check them out for all the great podcasts out there, albums on all things albums, and uh, follow them on Twitter at all things comedy. Okay, let's get into the show now. I hope everybody uh, is feeling better after the horrible shit that happened. Um, you know, it's just it's just kind of crazy how it's becoming 
almost like every three months you just come home and you're like, oh, did you hear what happened here? And then you just see all these posts on social media of, you know, awful, horrific shit happening. Um, you know, so, uh, I'm going to address that and do my unacceptable. Actually, you know, before I do that, before I get into that, let me just, uh, I want to thank, uh, Marty Caproni. I want to thank, uh, Paul. I want to thank all the people over at Cabot Comedy Club in, uh, Saugus, um, I'm sorry, not Saugus, uh, Chicopee, Massachusetts. Saugus is in a couple of weeks. In Chicopee, Massachusetts, Cabot Comedy Club, it's a new room, um, and it's perfect for comedy. It's low ceilings. It's exactly what a comedy club should be. I fucking love it. Um, and I want to thank everybody who came out. Of course, I had diehard people come out uh, from Massachusetts, drove really far. People from Worcester drove. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get their names right here. I think it was, I think... It was Tim Williams and Meg Murphy, I think. But this was a couple who drove really far to see me. And um, it was so cool. to They knew so much about me. And I had a fun back and forth with the dude about, you know, he was fucking busting on my jeans. I was busting on his loafers. And we just had a good time. And he was there with his girlfriend who was an absolute sweetheart. And they've sent in unacceptables. And it was really great. Um, Wish they could have came on Saturday because Saturday, you know, it was one of those things where it's, you know, it's uh, summertime, it's a new club, and you know what, Saturday just, at first I was like, man, is this going to be light, and it was awesome, more people showed up, I had such a great time, that the, you know, it was just, it started, got really busy, and uh, my brother came up, and uh, filmmaker, filmmaker, actor Johnny Hickey showed up, Johnny's going to be in the new Boston bombing movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, he also uh, wrote, directed, and uh, starred in Oxymorons, uh, he's the one that um, is a producer on the movie House Rules, which I'm going to be in with Tom Sizemore, so he came out and it was just a great night there. They do such a great job. And um, yeah, so I really, really enjoyed it. It was so cool to work on the new hour. Just did a bunch of time and, and had a great time there. So please, if you're in that area, uh, go to, um, you know, Cabot Comedy Club in Chicopee, Mass. It's awesome. It's so close to the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. So if you want a great day and night, go to the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, and then five minutes away, you could be at a great comedy club uh, that they do, you know, over at um, you know Cabot in Chicopee, which is amazing. So I want to thank everybody for that. I re- really had a uh, really had a good time. Um, Oh, speaking of oh, speaking of Boston, this is something that I wanted to to also do. That uh, you know, Boston's been good to me. It's been good to my family. It saved my mother's life with cancer at the Dana Farber Institute. I mentioned that to you guys here on the show before. Um, great comedians there. Great friends from there. And um, one very funny up and coming comedian, Will Noonan, who um, you know we I've done a podcast with Will before, and um, Will has a new album out. Uh, it's called Mental Wellness. Uh, comedy by Will Noonan. It's available on uh, iTunes and Amazon and uh, CD Baby, Spotify, and all that. Really funny dude, hardworking, a uh, hardworking comic from Boston. So please check that out. Will is funny. Every time I see him, he's getting funnier and funnier, and he's a really good dude. So check that out. Um, see, Yankee fans and Red Sox fans can come together. Everybody. Um, it's funny because when I was doing uh, Chicopee. I wanted to talk about how funny I thought people from Boston were, but I didn't want them to think I was pandering. So like a dick, I just go, yeah, just so you know, I love New York. I'm a New Yorker. Like, fuck you guys. I like all the sports teams. Like, I had to do that. Um, But Boston guys are the funniest with their fucking acts. I mean, with their not only with their accents, but with their nicknames. Johnny Hickey, what's up, doctor? The first time a guy from Boston with a thick Boston accent called me doctor, I just started bursting out laughing. I was like, you guys are the funniest fucking guys. 
just so funny, just no emotion. Just those guys are the best, but um, had a great time over there. Uh, now, unfortunately, yeah, I got to talk about this thing, and it's part of my unacceptable too. So, you know, um, but like I was saying, uh, it's such an unfortunate thing that every three months or you just come home and you're like, oh, did you hear what happened in this city? Oh, did you hear what happened here? Or you just go to Twitter to tweet something stupid like, you know, can these fucking guys play defense? Hashtag lazy. You know, you want to do something stupid like that. And you just see like, you know, voices for victims or this or that or fucking whatever it is. And you're just like, what happened now? And then you go to your phone and you go to CNN and you turn on the news and you just see some fucking awful, horrific act. But I will tell you, I think that on this one, guys, I really do think that President Obama got it right when he said, um, you know, this one's on us. You know, that's what he said. He's like, this one is on us. Um, my unacceptable right now, my unacceptable for this show is hands down an absolute no-brainer. It's a, it's an easy one, but it's a frustrating one. And it's frustrating and more frustrating because it is so easy and it is such an easy fix. Okay? Now, everybody could sit here and everybody could talk about gun control and restrictions on guns, which I agree with. Okay? I don't think fucking anybody should be able to go and get a fucking AR-15 that shoots off like 45 rounds. I don't. And I know a lot of people... Listen, I am all for the right to bear arms. I'm all for, you know, you want to have, you know, a fucking something to, you know, just... Listen, that's, that's your right as an American. I'm all for that. But I do not think somebody should be able to go into Walmart... Okay, without a fucking mental exam, without a, you know, some sort of fucking psychological and be able to go in and buy a fucking militia, you know, that that's next to fucking like water balloons or BB guns. Like it just doesn't make any fucking sense. You know, I mean, some people just can walk in wherever they live into a sporting goods store and buy these fucking things. And, and let's be honest, man, it, these are the fucking guns people are using mass shootings. Okay, if a guy comes in with a fucking handgun, it's not going to be a mass shooting. They may get a couple fucking, you know, rounds off, God forbid. It's still awful, but it's not, I mean, like these movie theaters and these fucking things. These kids are fucking walking around with fucking, you know, walking around with these automatic, whatever it is. These these things that are just insane, you know. So, um, I, I think that uh, the fact, though, and here's what my unacceptable is, okay. My unacceptable is the fact that somebody that was a citizen here, somebody that grew up here, was looked at by the FBI fucking twice, people. Two times. So you could talk about the guns. You could talk about all these different things that you want to talk about. You could talk about race, and you could talk... People always want to talk about race and religion and guns and this and that and sexual orientation, this and that, and all that stuff. And it does definitely play in, you know, a certain factor. But at the end of the fucking day, when the FBI is investigating somebody on two different accounts. When the FBI talked to somebody and they noticed that he was a sympathizer for ISIS. When the FBI knew that this guy was trouble at work and his boss was worried and he was threatening people and he was homophobic and he had anger issues. I mean, think about what I'm saying right now, how crazy this is. This is fucking nuts that a guy that was investigated by the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, I mean, it's the craziest thing. Think about that for a second. You know, it, it, it's, it's actually mind-boggling. Like, I can't wrap my fucking head around the fact, okay, that somebody is a fucking threat and a red flag multiple times to our government and then, and then at the hand of him, he kills people. 
Fucking people are dead at the hand of this same guy. 49 people, all these people, at the same guy that we've been looking around. What are we doing? You know? This guy's not allowed to fly. He's on a no-fly list, but he did that. He was able to do that. It's fucking unacceptable, man. It's unacceptable. And everybody wants to fucking talk about gun control and everybody wants to talk about this because how come nobody talks about fucking detaining the fucking guy and sitting him down and figuring it the fuck out? Oh, why? Because that's not political. That's not right. That's not right. Well, fuck that's not right. Because that fucking kills people. And you know what? It's not right. Fine. If the guy wasn't going to do anything. But that's a fucking chance you got to take. Fucking detain him. Find out what's going on. You got some fucking hate guy out there that everybody around knows and you're investigating him on multiple times. He's talking about how he's sympathizing with a group that's cutting people's fucking heads off. Okay? And, and he's able to fucking walk into a fucking nightclub with a fucking gun. I mean, it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. You fucking detain him. And if that means you got to fucking smack him around a little bit to figure out what the fuck's going on, then you do it. We got to stop being such fucking pussies about it, man. It's ridiculous. I'm not saying do that to everybody. I'm not saying be abusive and abuse power. But I'm saying when somebody's talking about fucking like, you know, radical groups and somebody's talking about, you know, somebody's talking about sympathizing with terrorists and against the country and against gays and and, and, and fighting and having anger and harming people and you know it, fucking call them, do something. Don't just let them walk free after two times being investigated. It's fucking unacceptable. It's probably the most unacceptable I've ever had on the fucking show. People are dead. People are fucking dead because the United States of America didn't fucking pursue somebody they should have been fucking pursuing that they tried to and then they fucking let off the hook or whatever. You know, of course he shouldn't have had a fucking gun like that. I know. I know. I'm not a fucking idiot, guys. I know. I know he shouldn't have had a fucking gun like that. And I know gun gun laws should be, you know, stricter. And I got to be honest. I I, I used to be like way more pro-gun than I am now. But when I do look at like what Australia did, you got to look at it. Australia had a mass shooting in 96. And then basically what they did was they just put restrictions on it. They have not had a shooting. They have not had a, they haven't had anything like this since 96. I mean, the bottom line is you you shouldn't be able to get, I mean, that's really what it is. And, and it's true. I think in whatever it was, 1751, when the Second Amendment was written in the Constitution or whatever, I think that the, when they were talking about bearing arms, I think it was the arms that they had. I didn't think they knew that somebody could fucking pull a trigger on something and, and, and have a fucking airstrike at the, at the hand of the, you know, at the fingertips. You know, so, you know, let, let's, let's be realistic here, you know. Um, I know a lot of people like, oh, Verzi, you're fucking way more conservative than you are liberal. And you know what? I'm an independent, Okay. I'm an independent. There's some things that, um, as I grew up, I saw things, I traveled, I was able to, you know, that's one thing that I would definitely tell everybody, you know, I would definitely tell everybody who listens to the show, you know, a lot of you guys say, Paul, man, I I like when you talk because I feel like it's me talking and I have my opinions, but I I can listen to you. So here's what I'll say. If I do get through to anybody here, uh, and what the fuck do I know? I'm a comedian, so maybe you could tell me to go fuck myself and just tell jokes and that's fine, you know, but one thing I'll tell anybody here is regardless of what side of the fence you're on, um, you know, when you travel and you open your mind to everything, you could really see that there's, you know, things make sense on one side. And even if it's a side that you weren't usually, you know, you're not really popular with that side or you're not usually a, a fan of that side. You're kind of usually against what that side's doing. That does not mean that there's great, not great points in there and, and vice versa, you know, the other way. 
You know, I used to be like, fuck that. You know, everybody should be able to. No, but that's not. Listen, there's mentally ill people out there. There's people filled with a lot of fucked up things and, and a lot of bad things can happen. And in order to get your hands on a deadly weapon that's meant to kill, it should be extremely tougher. And I got to be honest, anybody that argues that is really, anybody that argues that mental you know, illness and, and certain people really need to be screened before they could ever, ever get their hands on a fucking, you know, on a fucking ketchup packet, let alone a fucking gun. You know, you're just not paying attention or you're just being one-sided or for your fucking team. And I really believe that, you know, nobody is saying, nobody is, I'm a, listen, I'm not a big Obama guy. I've told you guys that I'm not, you know, just for the simple fact that, like, I, it, it just, it was just a guy, you know, when he went in, it was, he was inexperienced, and I just, I wasn't, a, but I gotta tell you, the guy makes fucking good points, and now seeing the fucking choices we have, I'm kind of like, ah, you know, at least this guy looks the fucking part, at least when you think of America, you think of a fucking thin guy, you know, decent looking guy, thin guy, talks well, you know, now we got this guy with a fucking dead fox wrapped around the top of his fucking head, you got bloated Hillary walking around in a fucking pantsuit, or whatever the fuck she looks like, with her fucking fat face lying every time, and, and, and Trump saying fucking nonsense that's just ridiculous and over the top with his fucking haircut, I mean, it's a joke, it's a fucking joke, if it really is like, when you look at like what the face of America is, it's a, it's a fucking joke, dude. You know, this is coming from a guy that doesn't like Obama. I'm looking at these people. I'm like, I would take this fucking guy for another four years. I would take this fucking guy, you know? But like he said, I'm not trying to take your guns away. I'm not trying to take away, you know, the Second Amendment. I'm just saying, like, I think it needs to be some restrictions on who the fuck could get them. How can you argue that? But even that being said, let's get off the gun thing for a while. Let's get off the gun thing for a while. That being said, the fact that the kid was investigated and then took down this many people that were just in a nightclub trying to have a good time and their lives were cut short is, is, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's disgraceful. It's sad. It's so fucking sad that those people's families, 49 funerals or whatever, from a guy that was trying to fucking listen to house club music or whatever, you know, and fucking have a good time. And, and, and it's just because of, because of this and the FBI let this guy slip through. It's, unacceptable so I agree with the president this one's on us you cannot do that you cannot talk to a guy twice if you're that bureau and find out that he sympathizes with radical groups and he's this and that he's got all kinds of hate and homophobia and all this stuff you know and his wife well we tried to talk him out of it what the fuck does that mean yeah well you didn't why don't you fucking pick up the phone you dope Pick up the phone and be like, dude, come and get this asshole. He's about to do something fucking nuts. Do that. You know, call the fucking cops. Like, what do you think? This doesn't end well for anybody. So, you know, it's just more frustrating this time. I mean, it, as sad as it is, and it is, of course it's sad. It's tragic. It's so sad and brutal and tragic, you don't even know how to deal with it. That's really what it comes down to. You know, people, you know, people just block it out or people just try to go, oh my God, that's horrible. But deep down inside, if you really think about what happened, it's a fucking, it's a horror, it's a horror movie. It's a, it's a nightmare. It's a fucking nightmare. And, um, you know, so, and, and you know, you're never going to win. You know what the sad thing about this is you're never going to win an argument with somebody. You're not. You're never going to win an argument with somebody about this. You're never going to, you know somebody that's for gun control or somebody that's so pro-gun. Like, it's never gonna... It's just hopefully you could come to a fucking, uh, you know, a happy medium. But end of the day, man, you gotta fuck it. You, you gotta... I mean, mental illness, you can't have a gun. You just fucking can't. So, um, 
And whatever happened to just fucking killing yourself if you're that fucking unhappy and angry? Like, how fucking selfish is that? You know, that fucking pilot who took down a fucking airplane? You know, with passengers, innocent people, and like the rest of his, his fucking legacy's ruined forever, and he's fucking a murderer, and he's fucking nuts, and he took away all these fucking lives, and he did this horrible thing. It's like, kill yourself, you fucking nut, if you're not happy. What a fucking bitch. Like, I gotta take people with me. It's such a fucking bitch move. You know, you can't just fucking live in your own misery and fucking handle it yourself. You gotta fucking bring other people in and kill innocent people. Same thing with this fucking guy. You know? This one pisses me off. This one pisses me off, man. And, you know, this is one where I'm just like, you know something? Fuck it. Fuck it. You got to just restrict people from it. It's just too bad. You know what? Sometimes at the end of the day, sometimes the crazy few fucks it up for the bunch. You know, so I'm sorry, nutty hunters out there who want a fucking militia. You know what? Whatever. Pack it up. Get a fucking pistol. Get a fucking musket. Get something that's fine. You know, but you, you can't be fucking walking into Walmart getting a fucking tank. You just can't. So that's my unacceptable. That's my take on the whole thing. Uh, thoughts and prayers and all kinds of stuff for the, 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 the families, the victims of this awful, awful tragedy. I think some people are still in ICU. You know, could have easily been a friend or a friend of a friend or somebody that you know hanging out at a club. Sipping on a drink Like one guy was like Yeah right when I started Sipping my drink Fucking bullets started flying I thought it was part of the music And bodies just started dropping You know what kind of Fucking nightmare that is You know Oh then the horrible story Of the alligator That's my unacceptable Then the horrible story Of the alligator Taking a two year old Little boy and drowning him And then they found the It's just fucking like I mean these things are awful These things are awful And um and I don't, I don't know, I didn't want to be a dick, but like somebody was like, oh yeah, congratulations or thank you to, thank you to Disney for donating a million dollars to the victims of the thing. And, and that is very, very nice. So let me preface what I'm going to say. Let me preface what I'm going to say by saying that's very, very nice. And it's an amazing gesture. But then the more I think about it, I'm like, that's not a fuck enough. You know, 49 people lost their lives. Another you know, 50 or something are injured. So, I mean, if you do the math, you break it down, you know, it's not that much. Plus, I just was at Disney World, and they were charging an arm and a leg. They could have easily given 10, 10 million. I'm half kidding. But at first, I was like, a million's nice. Then I'm like, it's not enough. It's not enough. Um, but that is not, Disney doesn't have to do anything, so I'm half joking. Relax, people. I know someone's like, how the fuck can you say that? I'm j- Relax, okay? I'm trying to make light of something here. Something that goes on in fucking Florida. Jesus, I'll tell you what, man, if my kids ever, like, I'm moving to Florida, I'm gonna be like, no, you're not, okay, go to Atlanta, go to Georgia, somewhere like that, go to, you know, go to, just, you're not going to Florida, why, because something fucking nuts happens in Florida, you know, kids end up fucking disappeared, fucking people getting off of fucking murder raps, you know, it's just Florida, what is it with Florida, you know, this alligator thing. Didn't a guy fuck an alligator? guy fucked an alligator down there. I had a bit about that. Guy just got mad because an alligator, like, tried biting his foot, so he, like, fucked it for revenge. I mean, that's fucking... You only hear about that shit in Florida. You know? And, uh... And how about this, Florida? Now that I'm on it, I'm sorry. I'm a little pissed off right now. How about these fucking alligators that are snatching fucking golf balls and everything? How about... Okay, I know it's their natural... Fuck that. No, it's not. It's not their natural habitat anymore. Okay? Yeah. 
when some fucking yuppie asshole is walking down a fairway in khakis holding a golf club and the thing is around it. It's not their natural thing. Get them out of there. Fucking get them out of there. All right? Get, get it out of a resort where kids are. Get it out. I don't give a fuck. What do you mean? Kill it? I don't know. Yeah, fucking kill it. Kill it then. Or take them somewhere else. Take the alligators out. Alligators shouldn't be on resorts near Florida. I know that's fucking where they're. Fuck the animal for a second. Can we say that? Fuck the animals. Seriously, fuck the alligator. How come nobody says that? You know? I just, it's, it's like, that's how fucking nuts and weak it's become that you can't be like, listen, we're going to ship these fucking alligators somewhere or we're going to fucking kill them. Either way, they're not going to be around two-year-olds. How about that? We win. We win. We're higher on the pole. Sorry. We win. That's it. Sorry. Get them the fuck out of here. These fucking PETA people. Oh, well, you know, you can't do that. That's, that's not right. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Let somebody throw you in an alligator pit and have them hissing at you for a couple seconds and then somebody will yank you out and you'll fucking think differently real quick. Unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. I mean, how? think about this. You're walking... You're walking at a resort with your family holding fucking cotton candy and you got to worry if your fucking kid who's having a great time scampers off a little bit, just a little bit. And for all you people judging, I said it about the gorilla thing to all you people judging, well, the parents need to do this. You're right. The parents do need to do it. But you know what? The parents are fucking running around all day looking at maps and shit. The parents are running around going, well, how, where can we eat to shut these kids the fuck up for a few minutes? Where can I fucking get a second? Okay. And then little fucking Jimmy trips fucking five feet and a fucking crocodile takes him. I mean, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Kill the fucking animal or get rid of it. Put it somewhere else. I don't understand. I don't understand it. You know? Here's what you do. When you're at a fucking zoo, okay, and there's a big gorilla there that's the strength of ten men and could beat you you know, after it rips your arms off, beat you to death with your own arms, when that's there, you know what? Big glass, gates go up, metal, metal, things that are impossible to fall over, impossible. You could, it's, it's an impossibility for a human being to be in the gorilla pit. Can that happen ever? How many times does it have to happen? Yeah, alligators here, watch out. That doesn't help. I mean, it helps a little bit, but you know what? What are you supposed to do when one comes to where people are? You saw that clip of that big alligator on a golf course. The thing just came out and was standing on a fairway. What do you do? I'll tell you what you do. You blow the thing's fucking head off, okay? And you go, well, that thing's not killing me. Sorry. Sorry, PETA. Sorry, animal lovers. Okay? I got a new pair of shoes now. Got a nice pair of gaiters now. It wouldn't have happened, but you know what? I went into the bunker on 17, and this fucking thing came out, and now I got a pair of shoes that are polished up. I got polished up gaiters because this thing came out because I went in a bunker on 17. What are you going to do? I left it left. You know, I, went in, I left it left. You know? <laughs> That's it. That's it. Unbelievable, man. It's, I, look, I guess what I'm trying to say is, let me try to get a little nicer here. I know I'm screaming here, I'm yelling, and 30 minutes went by, it feels like two seconds. I hope you guys are into this. Uh, I'm entertained. Uh, so you guys are probably at your cubicle or somewhere going, what the fuck, I can't go to work right now. <laughs> This is this. I just feel like this is a hard podcast to concentrate on anything else. Uh, but maybe not. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can multitask. I can't. When I hear somebody going in on something, I'm just like, oh fuck, I gotta sit here. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, when things can be prevented, when things can be prevented, okay, the gorilla thing in Cincinnati could have been prevented. 
This shooting could have been prevented by the government. Now, I'm not saying that there's other guys out there that aren't on the investigation list that could get list that can do this. It's it happened. There's been people that nobody's ever heard of that went in and did it. But on this one, on this one, there was a red flag, you know. And I don't know why alligators are walking around resorts in Florida around Disney, you know, at least put up like some sort of fencing, you know, like there are certain things you could do or some sort of like, like, you know, some sort of something. I mean, it's 2016. You got to be able to track something or see something or know something is, is, is coming and it's close or like, you know, that there's, you got to know something. You can't just put up a sign that goes like, Hey man, I mean, I, I guess you can for legal reasons, but I mean, it's fucking horrible. And it's just frustrated. And I'm a comedian who's frustrated. So what do I do? I yell shit. Probably half the stuff I'm yelling is irrational and wrong. I'm sure I have some points mixed in in, in there somewhere. But, you know, whatever. So that's how I feel about it. You know, because I got kids. I think about this shit. And I just get frustrated. I do. I do. But, you know. What are you going to do? Can't be scared. You got to live your life. You got to do everything. Just pay attention to everything. And just, you know... Hope to God that, you know, things work out for the best and and you do your best to make sure that you're not in harm's way as much as you possibly can. And I guess that's the only way you could live. I guess the only thing you could do is make sure that you, your friends, your family, your loved ones, the people around you are doing everything they possibly can do to do the right thing and stay out of trouble. And then at that point, you just got to hope for the best. And that's it. You can't live scared and you got to do all that stuff. Um, And, uh, you know... I could only, you know, I have gay friends. I know some, some, some gay dudes and, and, and female, you know, uh, I, yeah, men and women, gay friends. And like, you just think like how they feel that because of the, because of the, the decision of some one crazy person that, that has hate that what they are was just taken down like that because of what they are, because of who they are. And, uh, that's gotta be a really fucking crazy kind of like, wow, that's fucking hatred. It's awful. So, uh, we'll move to, woof, that was a heavy opener, I know, we'll move to your guys' unacceptables, um, get this thing, don't worry, I'll turn this ship around, everybody, I will turn this ship around, and we will have a good time, just had to address it, it's a little frustrating, uh, alright, here we go, unacceptables for TV, if you guys want to submit, unacceptables for TVE at Gmail. Dot com. I want to make sure that this thing is recording. Okay, good. It's recording because last time it just kind of stopped at a certain time and it was fucked up. All right, here we go. Your guys unacceptables. Uh, and then uh, we'll do this, get into some sports, some movies. You know the drill, everybody. You know the drill. Oh, and by the way, you should all have your posters and CDs. I did just get another order of posters and CDs, so those will be going out soon. And uh, I'm about to get real busy here in the next 10 days. So uh, it's going to be nuts for me until the uh, very end of June, but those will be sent out. Now, here we go. This one is from Iser Ong. Yes, Iser has sent before, I believe. I don't I believe this is not his first submission. Let's see here. Hey, Paul, I'll uh, try to keep this short. I needed to get uh, an ap- uh, academic transcript, which is a piece of paper that pretty much proves that I go to university. I need the academic transcript to give to an institution that helps me finance my college education. Anyway, I went to the student office to ask for the transcript, and they said it would be $10 for them to print the transcript. 
Seriously, they charge $10 for a piece of paper. I bit my tongue and told them to print it since I needed, uh, since I needed to transcript uh, by tonight. Guess what? They said if I wanted them to print it on the spot, it was going to be 25 Can you believe that, Paul? Apparently, the 10 was only standard delivery, which would take two days for them to deliver the, uh, the transcript to me. Um, wow. That's ridiculous. They're going to charge you. Okay, so hold on. Let me finish here. Let me finish here. Standard delivery, which would take two days to deliver the transcript to me, which makes no sense since the lady told me I had to come back and pick it up at the office in two days. I couldn't believe it, but I ended up paying the 25 like a pussy because I needed the transcript, and here's the best part. It literally took her five seconds to print it out. What the fuck, man? So you're telling me that if I had paid the 10 instead, that same job would have taken two days? Universities these days will do anything for an extra buck from charging ridiculous tuition fees to charging 25 for a piece of paper. All the best, Paul. Thanks. You're absolutely right. And you know something? I got to tell you, man, as a student, $25 is a lot of fucking money. It is. I remember being at college. We were up away at junior college near Syracuse. And I remember having like 10 bucks on me. And we were like, oh, fuck, we're going to the pizzeria. I'm getting two slices of soda. All right, that's going to probably leave me with like three bucks. Tomorrow I could buy a cup, like a beer. Like it was, it was a big deal. Like when you're, when you're that, you know, when you're in that school mode, every, every little bit, I remember my mom would send me 50 bucks and it would get to me or like my mom would send me a hundred, I'm sorry, my mom would send me 150 to college. Like, um, you know, maybe once a month or like if I, if like, you know, if I'd be like, Hey man, I need some, I need some money. But now I remember my mom a couple times sent me like, um, she like paced out like a loan or whatever I had and she would send me like 150 or you know whatever. and when it would come it was just like oh fuck I could fucking breathe so 25 for a piece of paper which you're using to better yourself further is ridiculous and unacceptable thank you uh, another lost kid unacceptable this is from Nick Wright oh what's up Nick if my memory serves me correctly this is Atlanta Nick what up Nick Nick who came out to that crazy <laughs> that show uh, that Sunday show uh, I think if this is a different Nick, I'm sorry, but I think it is. What up, Nick? Uh, here's one for you, Paul. I ran a 10K obstacle race last Saturday with some friends. We didn't even get a quarter of the way done before we see an upset child who says he lost his babysitter. Paul, who the fuck is responsible for someone else's child and decides to just leave them in the middle of an active raceway? There were hundreds of people running. I hope there was a cage waiting for that yeah, dumb shit babysitter at the finish line. Lock him up also. Um, uh, I appreciate the shout out in episode uh, 156. Yeah, dude, of course. Of course, dude. I remember you, dude. I remember. I'm telling you, when you're a diehard TVE, man, I remember it. You know, because there are some diehards. Like a lot of you guys listen and come to a show and like you'll just pass by and be like, hey man, I listen to the show. But then there are some people who are like, dude, I listen to every episode. I sent this unacceptable. I remember this. I'm going to the show here. I saw the show here and like all that stuff. And like that's the best, you know, because it's, it's, those are my favorites. So thank you, Nick. No worries at all. Unacceptable at the Bronx Zoo. Here we go. Uh, from Mike D. Here we go. Hi, Paul. I've been listening to the podcast for a few months now. Um, yes, yes. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, and 
Uh, oh, you got you got a recommendation from Burr's because uh, Burr's recommendation, and I because Burr's recommendation or whatever. I didn't know if you heard me on his podcast. Okay, so he recommended my podcast. Great, man. Thank you. And I dig your style, dude. I couldn't help but notice you've been talking about zoos lately, and it reminded me of one of the many unacceptables I've witnessed at the Bronx Zoo. Being that you live in Westchester, I'm sure you know what I mean when I say that um, observing the people at the Bronx Zoo can often be more amusing than observing the animals, especially on Wednesday when it's free. (laughs) I've heard that, and I went on a weekend like a dope, and that was a fucking shit show. Here's my case in point. I I was in the Mouse House, which is one of the exhibits at the Bronx Zoo. It's a very <laughs> dimly lit building. They ask that you not use flash photography and keep your voices down so that you don't startle the mice and other small rodents. Uh, in comes this obese mother and her son who looked like he was about six or seven years old. Not only is she uh, willy-nilly and taking flash uh, photos of each rodent, but this <laughs> mongoloid of a monster was also talking to her son at the top of her lungs, saying such enlightening things to him like, Oh, look at that. They got some tick ass t- tails. They got some tick ass tails. In case you couldn't figure it out, the translation is Oh, look at that. They have some thick ass tails. Now, people do this type of unacceptable shit at the Bronx Zoo all the time. But what made this truly unacceptable for me was the fact that she was setting a horrible example for her son. It was about as sad as it was funny. Where was her cage, huh? Sorry, couldn't resist that one. Thanks, Paul. I love the podcast. Well, thank you, Mike. And um, I made the awful mistake of going to the Bronx Zoo a couple of years ago. I'm trying to remember if my daughter was born. I don't even know if my daughter was born. So this might be like four years ago. Or if she was born, she didn't go. We took we took Lucas when he might have been like two or three. And, I mean, you couldn't even see the animals exhibit. You couldn't see anything. People were just standing there. It was hot. People were just walking around. It was like a fucking wait to get on a roller coaster with no roller coaster. It was fucking awful. It was just absolutely a waste of time, energy, just traffic, heat. It sucked. It absolutely sucked. I remember going there going, fuck this, dude. I'll go to YouTube when I want to see a fucking animal. Um... Okay, let's see here. This one is first-time submitter. Sex advice given in the back of an Uber by a lesbian. Here we go. This is from Jameson Nixon. Okay, got a few more here, not many, so it's we're going, we're going good. Hey, Paul and TVE listeners. All right. First off, I would like to say that this is my first time submitting. This story may be long, but it was an epic adventure that led me and a friend to seeing men in Speedos getting hit on by old women and giving sex advice from lesbians in the back of an Uber. Uh, A good friend and I took a drive down to D.C. this past weekend for a sneaker event, a soul exchange. The event was pretty cool. My friend does business with sneakers. Uh, He can get his hands on pretty much anything. While he also repairs sneakers and creates custom colorways, I'm sure if you uh, were there, Paul, you would have enjoyed it. Afterwards, being in D.C. with the day off, we decided to head uh, to a a well-rated restaurant. While stuck in traffic, my buddy and I noticed a lot of rainbow flags and large groups of people. 
Once we arrive at the rest uh, to the restaurant, we are denied access because my friend is 20, I'm 21, and it's a uh, plus 21 establishment. What a bitch. We decided to walk a few blocks. Uh, we stopped at another restaurant. Then we noticed there was some sort of festival going on. It was a gay pride parade. Listen, I have never been a fan of parades. My family as a child would force me to watch that nonsense. But being at my first physical parade, and it just so happened to be a gay pride parade, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't have had any more fun. There was so much dancing going on and happiness. You could actually feel the energy. The floats were uh, turned. Uh, they were um, bumping high um, uh, BPM music and throwing frisbees, uh, being buzzed from a drink and my uh, wax pen. I caught myself giggling like a child throwing a frisbee through the air. Unacceptable. Once the day was at the end or so, I thought, we decided to fetch an Uber back to the car uh, lot so we can drive back home. After trouble, uh, after trouble, after trouble of getting one, uh, after trouble of getting one due to being so close to the event, we finally get one. He was a dude around my age group. Uh, it was uh, cool. Uh, we did Uber pool. Uh, where you split the ride with another passenger. This is where the unacceptable begins. The person I split my ride with, a stranger, not my friend with me, was so drunk she uh, she didn't know where she was. Like literally, it took us forever to pinpoint her location. Once we reach her, we all notice uh, her and her girlfriend were wasted. One of them is sitting in the passenger, uh, sitting passenger to the driver. The... <laughs> The seating in the back uh, from the left to right. Animal, me, my friend. While being stuck uh, in track, the woman behind, uh, behind me just randomly started to bring up sex, which led her on an unacceptable spiral. The ride was an hour long. Long story short, she gave me plenty of tips and a headache. Also saw this while sitting outside of Starbucks waiting for the unacceptable Uber ride. File attached. And, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> ugh, that's disgusting. Black tar feet on somebody walking with a baby. Ugh. Um, yeah, so you were in an Uber with two wasted chicks you were splitting it with, and they didn't even know where they were going, uh, and then they started giving you sex advice. It would have been great if you were like, well, what are you, how are you giving me sex advice? I have a dick. Like, you like women. Uh, thank you for the submission, and I'm glad you're a, a listener now, buddy. Self unacceptable from your biggest female fan. Here we go. Um, let's see. Hey, Verzi, I've been wanting to send in an unacceptable for over two years now. I kept hesitating because I was waiting until I did something uh, personally. This is because of how much you share with us, and also, to be honest, how much your listeners share. Kelly Meyer, example number one. All right. Uh, sorry for the length. My 32nd birthday is coming up next week. I'm 32-year-old baker, business owner, wife, and mother. Needless to say, I, I do not get out much at all. Um, okay. On Saturday, we went for dinner to the local pub. I live in a small town. I decided to stay out a little while longer with my buddy. My husband went home to our child. My girlfriend ended up meeting up with us, and needless to say, we stayed out past midnight. Here it is. I was up at 4 a.m. that morning, worked a 10-hour uh, 
labor-intensive day, ate a small dinner, and drank all the cocktails, like all of them. There were a lot of many, <laughs> many unacceptables performed by me that night, mainly my dancing. Uh, here is something you need to know about me. I sleepwalk. I sleepwalk when I'm really sick or drunk. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to finish this, but I got to tell you something, and I mean this. The fucking idea of sleepwalking to me is arguably one of the funniest things. The visual of a fucking grown adult sleepwalking to me is absolutely fucking hysterical. All right. I'm sorry. I had tears in my eyes right when I just... Here's so, I love that. Here's something you need to know about me. I sleepwalk. I sleepwalk when I'm really sick or drunk. When I sleepwalk, I have four... Uh, I have four documented incidents where I have got out of bed, walked somewhere, and peed. Not in the bathroom. First time, uh, I was a kid, sick. Second... Second and third time drunk and fourth time uh, sick in college. Now, the last time this happened, I was 22. I am now 32. All right, so this is a yearly thing, so you better watch out when you're 42. So I wake up the next morning to a loving husband who has taken our child out of the house for the uh, first three hours they were awake so I could sleep in. That's nice. Uh, Then bakes me a fresh croissant, makes coffee, comes into the room and starts yelling at our son because there is a massive pee stain on the ground beside the bed. Now, the very first thing that ran through my head, knowing how much I drank the night before, was I used to get naked. <laughs> of course, uh, a quote from you. I used to, too. Uh, then I thought, I'll blame it on my son. This is easy. Then I see my son's face, and about one whole minute after the accusation of him peeing on the floor... I pipe up and say that it was more than likely me. My husband gave me a face like, what the fuck? I am so embarrassed that I knew this was going to be my first unacceptable. So yeah, lock me in a cage filled with diapers. I promise the next one will be short. Shannon, a.k.a. human person, a.k.a. uh, (laughs) Well, listen, I appreciate, first of all, I appreciate it. I don't think it was too long because it was great. You had me at, you had me at drinking all the cocktails and sleepwalking. You know, um, I find sleepwalking fascinating. I find sleepwalking like aviation. I can't understand it. I find it fucking hilarious. I really find it funny. Um, you know, you heard stories about people sleepwalking and driving somewhere. That just makes me burst out laughing. You know, um, <laughs> it's it's really funny to me. And the yeah, I used to I used to get naked. I remember I woke up in like a puddle of piss, like myself. And then I got changed. No, I puked on my suit. I was at my buddy's wedding. I was in high school. I drank all night, puked on my suit. Then they put me in like sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Then I pissed all over that. And then I woke up naked under a blanket next to my friend, Chad. And I go, why am I naked? Everyone was like passing on the floor. And he just jumped up. I was just laying there in a fetal position, naked, like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger when he landed to earth in the first Terminator. Um, it's a great reference, by the way. And, uh, yeah, so that's a great one. That's funny. And you know what? Listen, it, you peed. Okay. It's not, it could have been worse. Listen, thank God you didn't shit anywhere. Thank God you didn't puke. You know, thank, it could have been, you know, you didn't get in the car. You didn't do something like super nuts. Um, so, but I appreciate that. That's a great first one. Here we go. Unacceptable. Eric O'Neill. Hey, Paul. Uh, Coming at you today with a rare acceptable 
for the podcast. This is acceptable. Since listening to you rant about bathroom cleanliness, I picked up on your habits in public restrooms. Usually wipe the seat down, put a few layers of cushion down before uh, I do the deed. You have to. I love that. Well, I'm flying home from Cleveland to L.A., and I have a layo in Chicago O'Hare Airport. I stopped to take uh, the Browns to the Super Bowl, and I saw the toilet seats have uh, self-changing toilet liners. Uh, so you wave your hand. Oh, oh so you, okay, you wave your hand over the machine, and it puts a new sheet on for you. Thought of you when I saw this, and had to share. Love the show. That's awesome. Yes, that is awesome. It's basically like when you go to the doctor and they got that paper that you sit on. There should be an automatic thing like that that automatically cleans and wraps around the thing. Or like even if they design something, I mean, Japanese stuff, they have stuff like this. But if they design something where you press a button when you get to the toilet and a clean wrap just like wraps itself around the toilet bowl that you're going to put your ass on would be amazing. That's a very, very good acceptable. Uh, here we go. Um, let's see here. This is um, James, unacceptable, James Jimbo. Hey, Paul, love the podcast. Don't suppose you're coming over to the UK when Burr comes over in August. No, I'm not. I'll be with Burr this weekend, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm headlining on my own now. And like, you know, maybe one time, though, I am planning to come, come over there. I just, I just don't know when. Uh, anyway, I got a new neighbor who's only been living uh, on the street for about two months. In the time he's been there, if a car even parks close to his house, he goes out and puts a note on the car uh, saying, don't park here. Bearing in mind, this is a public street, so uh, who doesn't really have... Uh, yeah, it's a public street, so who doesn't really have uh, a right to do this? Last week, he really crossed a line. I work for a delivery company... And I sometimes bring my van uh, back f for com for convenience after work. I live across the road from him, uh, nowhere near his house. But I guess he doesn't like the van because this motherfucker, instead of coming to see me, sent an email to my delivery firm to say he's not happy about the van being there, which got me into shit at work for tainting the company's image. Total cunt move, right? He didn't even try to talk to me about it, creepy fuck. Yeah, that's weird, dude. Sucks, dude. Sorry. Nothing. I, you know, I was thinking about how blessed I feel with the neighbors that I got, man. Like, I, I just got, I just, we just got lucky. My neighbor across the street loves to have parties and have people over. My other neighbor across the street's like an animator for movies. And my, my other neighbor is just a bunch of people always partying and barbecuing. Like, one of them, like, might not be the coolest, but still fine. But you can't put a price tag on that. Um, here we go. This is the last one. Uh, unacceptable. President Obama visiting California from, uh, Jose Marie Zafra. Regular. Uh, hey, Paul, this happened months ago, but hearing your story reminded me of it, and I remembered just how unacceptable it was. Anyways, I noticed for the past few years that the president comes down to Santa Monica every now and then for fundraisers or whatever the hell, uh, it is. I do not work in Santa Monica, luckily, but since my mom does not drive, uh, every now and then I give her a ride. Okay, by the way, thank you for the way that this is printed. I want to just say this because a lot of people, you know, some, just so you guys know, when a lot of podcasts, when they read stuff from fans, I know sometimes it's hard or sometimes it's hard to understand or sometimes we fuck up, but the font 
is crazy sometimes. Sometimes people have it so small, sometimes like smaller than normal. It's bunched together. It's not paragraphs. And then sometimes they fuck up with the grammar and we try to make up for it when we're reading it. So um, if you can, uh, what uh, Jose Marie did here, which I love, is actually made the font a little bigger and it's like spaced as one paragraph. It's great. It's so much easier to read. Um, anyway, okay, so you say, I do not work in Santa Monica, luckily, but since my mom does not, since my mom does not drive, every now and then I give her a ride. It just so happens that this time he's here. Anyways, uh, when he comes to town, as you know, streets and freeways are pretty much shut down. So, of course, the I-405, which is arguably one of the worst freeways in L.A. and the country on a whole, is at a standstill. Granted, this freeway is already terrible without any, uh, yes, I know, I know. Uh, it's, you know, anyway, okay, okay, without any incursions, and it uh, would probably take an hour and a half to get uh, from where my mom works to my house in the valley, only about 30 miles, uh, takes 20 minutes to get there, when I leave at 4 a.m., takes an hour and a half when it's rush hour, of course, same thing with New York, but I've seen L.A. in the day, it's crazy, so back to the story, he comes to L.A., and it takes me an hour just to get onto the freeway because we are just sitting on the main street in line to get onto the 495 freeway. On top of that, douchebags try to cut in at the entrance, so you have the uh, yeah that <laughs> you have a battle going on there. You pretty much get the gist of it. Overall, I think it's unacceptable for my already horrible one-hour commute to run into three and a half hour commute. No joke, because of one dude. Unacceptable. Thanks, Paul. Love the show. Um, Thanks. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, this guy's important, but like, I mean, he's got some secret service around him. Like, how about just a, like a block, like, how about just like a, you know, a couple of motorcycles and cars in front, you block everybody off, everybody moves to the side. And then right when they start going, you go, you could have two cars in back of him, two cars in front of him. He's the car in the middle, a motorcycle barricade, something like that. It doesn't have to be, you just, they just shut down highways. You just shut it down. You know, I guess, I guess for terror reasons, and that's the times or whatever, but yeah, I hear you. Um, thank you guys for the unacceptables. I really appreciate that. Uh, let me go to, let me go to Twitter here. I think there was a couple on Twitter, uh, recent ones. Um, I don't know how the hell we are doing on time here. Let's see where we got on time. Oh, 57 minutes. Perfect. This one's moving like clockwork, everybody. Ah, oh, the Verzi Effect show. Um, here we go, here we go. This one is from, um, uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah, at, uh, Willio Music, at, uh, W-I-L-L-E-O Music. I know who that is. Uh, LOL at Paul Verzi, TVE teaching Russian students English. Hashtag multi-talented, hashtag hilarious, hashtag acceptable. You're right. You're right. Uh, this one is from Daniel Phillips at The Real Dan Phil. Uh, I asked for over medium. They don't give a fuck, and those definitely are well done eggs, sir. You are right. They are well done, and they should not be. Over medium, it's an extra. I'm telling you, I figured it out. Over medium is an extra 30 seconds. So if you get your eggs sunny side up, flip them over, 30 seconds, let it sit there, and then the yolk does not come pouring out. Like that. It, it's a very, when to get it right, it's a simple, nice, smooth ooze that comes out. All right? You're welcome. Hunter um, Bankston at Read For Yourself says, That Paul Verzi, companies that still rely on the use of fax machines, put them in a cage with pagers. 
Z Cavaricis and an AOL CPU hashtag unacceptable. I like that, Hunter. You're right. You're right. Uh, it's amazing. We got this printer. My buddy Giannis Papas was over the house. And we were hanging out. He's like, dude, you mind if I print something on your phone? And like with the printer, I mean, print something on your printer. And he just got his phone and it connected. And he just hit a button on his phone. And next thing you know, papers were there. It's fucking nuts what's happening, man. It really is. Um, Let's see here. Is that it? Is that it? We're close. No, it's not it. Drew Engelstein at Drewster. D-R-E-W-S-T-E-R. 6395. That's at Drewster. 6395. Um, and uh, he sent this to Burr as well. Bill Burr, Paul Burr, is he unacceptable. What the fuck is this? Pizza Hut has a s'mores. A shmore. I can never say it right. I always go s'more. S'mores. It's s'mores, right? S M O R. S'mores pizza with the chocolate and the. and whatever. I almost just thought of Bill Cosby and the pudding and the fucking, it's got the chocolate, it's got the marshmallows, it's got, and the roofies and the, um, all right, here we go, here we go, now I'm getting silly, now I'm getting silly, everybody, uh, by the way, I did, uh, Bobby Kelly, check out Bobby Kelly's podcast, I did, uh, comes out in a couple of weeks, uh, YKWD podcast, did it with, uh, Scott Chaplin, uh, Jason Chatfield, of course, Bobby Kelly, who hosted Kelly Festuca, Michael Che, uh, uh, Lisa Traeger. Uh, okay, here we go. Blair Stewart at Good Stewart Seventeen. Was Nintendo sending us the wrong message? Thought you could use a funny, joking, unacceptable this week. And it's a picture of the same clothes running around the sewers, beat up people for their money. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it's basically something that says, Today I realized that Mario is probably homeless. He wakes up every day wearing the same clothes, runs around in sewers, beats up people for their money, and what does he spend it on? Mushrooms. <laughs> I like that. Usually those internet things are corny. I like that. That's a good one. Um, this one is also from uh, Blair Stewart at Good Stewart 17 And he says, I'm sitting in a public library on the computers and an old man... Um, in my uh, peripheral is looking at some weird porn. Hashtag unacceptable. Um, yeah. That's, I mean, how are you in a library looking at porn? Uh, okay. Kevin Benedetti at underscore Kevin B-E-N-E-D-E-T-T-I says, unacceptable, this homeless guy just cracking... Oh, my God, this freaked me out, yeah. Just cranking one out on Main Road. And he just took a picture. This guy's walking his dog. It's 13 seconds. I don't even like looking at it. This dude's just on the fucking, just whacking off. He's literally in public, just jerking off. Um, That was nuts. And is that it? That's it? That's it? Hold on. What date did we get down to? We're on the 16th. Yeah, I think that's it. All right, so thank you guys so much. Those are the unacceptables. And, um... Send them in to, nope, I got one more. Here we go. This is Daniel Taylor at DM Taylor. Capital D, capital M, capital T, and then A-Y-L-O-R 75. Man buns, what the fuck is the trend? Do these guys think they look like, uh, oh, the samurai guys. Okay, unacceptable. Lock these hipsters in a barbershop. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for the submission. Uh, please tweet me at Paul Verzi. And send your unacceptables to unacceptables for TVE. 
Those are the unacceptables for the week. Um, yes, people were asking. Well, I'll give you guys a little hint. People were asking, saying it's unacceptable, Paul, that you. This will be the first time I'm mentioning it, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see where it goes. But uh, just so you guys know, people are asking, will I have a special coming out? Will I have a special coming out? And the answer is yes. A special will be coming out. It is in the works right now. I am working on the new hour, and um, it will not be an album. It will be a special where you can see me. We are working on that. A lot of things are up in the air right now, but uh, I do appreciate. Some people are actually tweeting Netflix, and I do appreciate that. I'm not going to lie. Somebody was like, doesn't, uh, you know, Paul Verzi doesn't, you know, have a Netflix special. Uh, after I don't want to say there's I don't want to say anything about Netflix stand-up, but somebody was basically saying, how do I not have a stand-up special on there? Um, you know, look, I could tell you guys this. I'm working on something, and, uh, you know, it's a work in progress, but I'm really happy. I'll give you guys, I'll tell you guys this. Um, the stuff I'm doing now, I feel like is the best stuff I've ever done. I'm having so much fun on stage right now, and I'm really looking forward to putting out a special soon. And uh, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, where it will land, uh, that is still up in the air. That's a lot of stuff that my agent needs to talk to people about, the filmmaker, the director, all kinds of stuff like that. A lot of that stuff is out of my control, but what is in my control is, um, you know, putting it, you know, putting together a great hour and the venue. And there's a couple. Uh, I've made my decision that I'm pretty much either going to shoot the special in uh, New York or Milwaukee. Um, so it's going to be probably between those. Um, and it's when that comes down to it, it's going to come down to like union workers and fucking all kinds of like, you know, how that works and where it makes the most sense. There's a lot of business stuff on it that I really have nothing to do with. But, um, I, you know, we're going to be looking at some venues. I could tell you guys that. So, But I do appreciate you guys uh, asking about it and uh, tweeting at Netflix. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Uh, it'd be awesome if there was just like a fucking massive, like, just Netflix calling me up. Like, all right, dude, what the fuck? Be like, hey, dude, I can't fucking help it. Um, So let's talk some sports right now, guys. All right, let's talk some sports. We're an hour and five minutes in. Got to wrap this. Got to put a bow on this puppy soon because I got to go run out. I'm actually doing a bar stool. I'm doing the bar stool podcast tonight, and I have an 11 o'clock show at Stand Up New York. And uh, and then I'm working all weekend, and then Monday I fly to Canada, and I start working in Canada all week. So it's going to be a very busy time. Busy. It's a busy time. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers, man, they salvaged that game, and I'll tell you what, you know, I mean, I feel like I can't lose in this one because I'd love to see LeBron do this. I'd love to see LeBron do this, to come back and just do this and make Cleveland. I, I You know, it would be amazing. But I also have a prediction where they're not going to. So that's cool too. So I can't lose. Golden State wins, I'm right. You know, Golden State wins, my basketball knowledge of what I think is going to happen was right. Golden State loses, I see something incredible and something that I was really rooting hard for last year when he went back to Cleveland. So it's it's kind of cool. Um, but the way he played, him putting up 41, Kyrie Irving putting up 41. I'm hearing rumors. I heard a rumor, uh, Melo Anthony for uh, Carmelo for Kyrie. Kyrie to the Knicks. Kyrie and Porzingi. Oh, I would, oh don't get me excited, guys. Kyrie and Przingi, man. But I mean, I you know, Melo's good too. But I think we need a point guard to distribute the ball. Um, but let's let me not talk about the Knicks right now. We're talking about Game Six tonight. I think Cleveland could win it. I also think Cleveland could lose it, of course. But I think uh, you know, it's gonna be hard if Cleveland wins this and then goes and loses seven. But I'll tell you what, I think the pressure's on Golden State, especially if they lose tonight. If Golden State loses tonight. 
You know, Cleveland's just got to go fly and win one game. It's for all the marbles. One game. One game seven for the title. You know, so, um, yeah, that's interesting. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be working, probably miss the game. I'll try to pop into some places and check out the scores. Uh, Yankees, I think, just still up and down. I don't give a shit about it. I'm getting ready to watch UFC, uh, the next one when it comes out. I'm into that. And um, congratulations to the Pittsburgh Penguins and my boy Joe Bartnick, who went nuts. I know the Pittsburgh Penguins is his, I mean, he goes, guys, you don't understand. I've been in a nightclub. I've been in a nightclub getting drinks, good music, after a show, partying, and he's just sitting at the table looking at his phone of the live cast of a Penguins game this year. He did that in Atlanta. So I know how excited he is. So shout out to all the Pittsburgh fans. I'm glad they won. Joe's a good friend of mine. He loves hockey. And, uh, you know, I definitely have to mention that. So um, there you go. No movies. None of that. Let's get to the plugs. The plugs are this weekend I will be at the NJ Pack with Bill Burr. Uh, 7 to 9.30 I will be at the Boardwalk Hall or something like that on uh, in Atlantic City on Saturday with Bill. And I will be at the Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore with Bill. Uh, so we're doing that on Sunday. And then I fly to Ottawa, Canada to be at an absolute comedy from the 20th to the 26th. Amazing club. I'm hearing amazing things. I'm looking forward to going back to Canada. It's like my second country. It's like That's like my vacation country. I got the United States and then I got Canada. Um, but I'm excited about that for more dates and everything, more dates and more things and more photos and more videos are going to be coming to paulbersey.com. So, uh, you know, working on that as well, but, um, a lot of cool stuff in the future, guys. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you listening to the show. All right. Um, don't buy semi-automatic weapons if you don't need them cause it's, you don't need to. Uh, <laughs> and, um, let's see what else, you know? Just keep your kids away from fucking just anything bad and Jesus, man. Just hope things get better. Fucking 2016 has been fucking nuts. So anyway, uh, tell the people you love, you love them. Tune in to the Verzi Effect next week. Until then, I hope everybody is well. Send in your uh, unacceptables to unacceptables for TVE. If you want amazing product, go to... uh, drinkmoregood.com for the mixers and syrups with the organic all natural ingredients no artificial ingredients that you can make your own sodas and stuff uh seltzer mixers cocktails all that stuff check that out uh issue dog issues for the best guy out there go to citylivingdog.com and coach mike training your dog all kinds of different behavioral issues and gonzofame.com for the best interviews with uh, your favorite comedians of today. Those are my sponsors, of course, All Things Comedy. Thank you, guys. Check me out. Follow me on Twitter, at Paul Verzi. And until the next one, which would be 263, I am out of here. Take care.